to the Nomcast, the Netflix original movie podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at NomcastPod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can follow me at JokesOnDrew. All right, with Memorial Day now in the rear view, we look forward to the summer ahead, and one of my favorite things growing up was getting the Entertainment Weekly Summer Movie Guide. I always wanted to know what the entire slate of movies was coming up so I could see you know, what are the big blockbusters coming out? What are the small movies that might sneak past me that I should check out? I wanted to see them all, and I was it was all part of the hype circle that movies had back then. So I wanted to get you, my wonderful listening audience, hyped for what is coming for Netflix for the next couple of months and be able to mark those calendars so you can follow along with what we'll be covering all summer long. And we will get to that in just a moment. But first, just a quick plea from me to help the pod, the Nomcast, by giving us a glowing five-star review and subscribe to us so you don't miss any of the awesome reviews for all the great summer films we're about to preview and beyond. All right, let's get to it. Here it is, the Netflix Summer Movie Guide presented by the Nomcast. Give a listen. Welcome, everybody, to the Netflix Summer Movie Guide. I'm very excited to do this. I'm very excited to take a look ahead and see what Netflix has in store for us. It's uh, it's interesting because uh, if you look at the last couple summers, Netflix you know, has kind of gone through a sea change in terms of what they'd like to accomplish, what they'd like to, what they'd like to do, what kind of movies they want to put out, what kind of what kind of studio they are. And if you look like two summers ago, they were the big rom-com summer. It was the summer of the kissing booth and set it up and to all the boys I've loved before and Sierra Burgess is a loser. It was this big coming out party for the studio, kind of like just putting them on the map with a certain age group and, and really getting a lot of buzz for some stuff that, you know, wasn't, Oscary, they weren't really fully there yet. Uh, they were just kind of in the early stages of doing stuff like that. They hadn't really gotten into big time action stuff yet. You know, obviously now we're in the age of post Six Underground, post Extraction. I mean, we're talking about a very different studio uh, if you're talking about 2018. Now look at you know, the summer of 2019, they continue the rom-com trend by doing stuff like Always Be My Maybe or Falling in Love. But, you know, it's a little bit different now. They're trying to to add a little bit of flair, maybe a little bigger names to the, to the mix with something like Murder Mystery, which was a big hit for them. The Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston comedy. And then they kind of threw in, you know, trying to get in on the the superhero craze and not exactly doing a superhero movie but getting the people from 
the superhero movies uh, with movies like Point Blank and the Red Sea Diving Resort for uh, a movie starring Chris Evans, who obviously plays Captain America and went on to later in the year have a big turn in Knives Out as well. So they kind of capitalized on that thought as well. So now that we're kind of looking at 2020, it's it's interesting that they're kind of just taking the lessons they learned and turning turning it up a few degrees. They're still trying to aim for some star power. They learn the lessons of like, oh look, we've gotten some big success with some action titles. We've gotten some big success with the the stars of those action films that aren't Netflix movies, you know, looking like the Marvel Universe or something along those lines. And now they look to see what they could pull off. And obviously they're also, like I mentioned before, they're in the game as far as like award contention is as well. So you never know what they're going to do. They have a bunch of different mixes and this summer kind of paints all of those pictures. So the first movie they have coming out is The Last Days of American Crime. That comes out on June 5th. That kind of kicks off what we're talking about as far as like the Netflix summer. You know, this is kind of Netflix getting in on the graphic novel, the comic book phase. So they have a couple of titles. This is the first one of those. Uh, this movie is based on the graphic novel by Rick Remender and Greg Tuccini. And not huge names here. I mean, Edgar Ramirez is a name. He's a guy who, you know, kind of got some notoriety from being Gianni Versace and the assassination of Gianni Versace, the American Crime Story series. Uh, he was also in Bright for Netflix. He was in the Point Break remake. He's got some, you know, some star power, but not like something megawatt huge. But for them to jump into the comic book game, uh, is pretty interesting. So let's take a listen to the first trailer that they just released for this one, and we'll talk about it on the other side. The world is in chaos. Criminals. We run these streets. But the government was about to fight back. 30 seconds! That signal freezes you. It stops you from doing anything illegal. What the fuck are you? They use the signal to kill your brother. I want to use it to steal their money. What do you say, Brick? You a man who can help me steal $30 million? Because your brother thought you were. What about the girl? You ever hear that expression? Behind every great man is a woman. I'm just a girl who likes fast cars and big numbers. What's their angle? In the night of the signal, cops turn in all the weapons. One thing you're gonna learn about me is that I'm all about timing. You can have money, but when you pull off the last crime in American history, that's legacy. So you want revenge? Legacy. We're all hurt the ones who try and love us.
I feel like one of us is gonna take a bullet tonight. You go first. All right, so that's the first trailer for The Last Days of American Crime. Uh, the plot is in the not-too-distant future, as a final response to terrorism and crime, the U.S. government plans to broadcast a signal making it impossible for anyone to knowingly commit unlawful acts. So, you know, obviously it's it's based on a comic book. It It's more of a gritty thing. It's not a superhero thing. So it's something to look forward to in terms of big time action, kind of heist stuff, crime stuff, uh, which, you know, I absolutely love. So I'm looking forward to this movie. And, you know, it's also cool that if you wanted to, you can also go out and and check out the graphic novel and kind of like contrast and compare like some of the other you know, comic book movies that has come across, you know, obviously in the last 15 years, just dominating our lives so check that out i hear it's really good from our my sources you know the guys uh you know all the comic book podcasts that i work with you know they were kind of into maybe even doing a crossover which we might do where we kind of do a reading of that you know kind of a, a review of the comic book itself and then maybe take a look at the movie afterwards and kind of do uh, a nice contrast to compare. So be sure to be on the lookout for all of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited, guys. So check this one out when it drops on June 5th. Our next movie up is from Academy Award winner and legendary director Spike Lee. Uh, it's called Defy Bloods. And this movie from our preview episode when we did back in the early part of the year was something that we are earmarking for, you know, an Academy Award buzz because given it that it's Spike Lee, there's a lot of amazing actors. It's a very deep cast with people who, you know, because it's kind of like a flashback movie. It's kind of, you know, showing an older version of oneself and then the younger version. So you're getting a mix of some really great veteran actors uh, like Delroy Lindo or Isaiah Whitlock Jr. And then you're also seeing the younger version or seeing people who are related to them that are younger uh, in Chadwick Boseman and Jonathan Majors. So... You know, it, it's a pretty amazing cast, also featuring Jean Renault, who obviously everyone knows from Leon the Professional, amongst others, and Paul Walter Hauser, who, you know, was just in Black Klansman, uh, directed by Spike Lee, as well as getting some notoriety for I, Tanya and Richard Jewell and some of those biopics. So let's listen to the first trailer for Defy Bloods. Black G.I., is it fair? serve more than the white Americans that sent you here. Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate this next record to the soul brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. Gentlemen, welcome back to Vietnam. 
Look what I found. Dirty man in all his glory. Who was that guy? That brother was the best damn soldier that ever lived. We bury it. They don't. We come back and collect. I shall resign the presidency. Being back here, it is not easy. So are you blaming yourself? You don't even know. No! We've been dying for this country from the very get. Now the time is There are things to give this call to our people. Hold on! In my line of work, I have to be very careful. And that means knowing exactly who I am in business with. Okay, so that's the first look at the Five Bloods. And, you know, the story, the plot, as you obviously can kind of garner from the trailer, is the story of four African-American vets who returned to Vietnam searching for the remains of their fallen squad leader and the promise of buried treasure. Uh, The heroes, joined by Paul's concerned son, played by Jonathan Majors, battles forces of man and nature while confronted by the lasting ravages of the immortality of the Vietnam War. So there you go. So a little different look from Spike Lee. You know, you have kind of a war drama. You're going to get the action of the war. You're going to get the intensity of the war. Uh, You're going to get, obviously, you know, PTSD stories, probably. You're going to get... Uh, everything that comes with, you know, a Vietnam story and especially from, you know, maybe the black perspective as well. So it should be unique and intriguing. It has a little bit of, you know, uh, those typical kind of soldier of fortune stuff, but almost really smacked because maybe it's so close to my mind to like a uh, triple frontier in a sense of kind of like, you know, people who are kind of you know, disenfranchised or, or feeling disconnected from the missions and and not understanding fully what they were doing there or why they were there and kind of just looking for, you know, kind of a score to kind of even out this experience that they had or at least get something positive from something that might be lingering negatively in their heads. So, you know, obviously, the most recent example is something like Triple Frontier, which Netflix went into last year. So hopefully, maybe this is a more unique, more refined, uh, you know, something that sticks the landing because I wasn't too too over the moon with uh, the Triple Frontier ending, although I love the first half of that movie uh, right up into the, to the actual heist itself. So, 
you know, hopefully maybe because it's Spike Lee, you know, maybe because the trailer looks pretty awesome, uh, that I'm really excited to see how they take on this type of story and maybe, you know, we could see something as far as like Oscars. It's a little early in the year in terms of the time when we usually see stuff that gets promoted for the Oscars. I mean, like last year you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood kind of kicked off the Oscar season in a way by having a Tarantino movie in the middle of the summer. But normally that's not kind of the case. A lot of them kind of go post Labor Day uh, in the last quarter of the year. So this is kind of unique to kind of see somebody this big this early. Uh, so we'll see. We, I don't know if this is a, a sign that maybe they don't think this is fully part of their Oscar campaign this year. Um, maybe Netflix doesn't care uh, at all about the Oscar campaign or the traditional Oscar campaign, at least, uh, because there was a recent article from Ann Thompson at IndieWire where, you know, she laid out that Netflix, you know, is skipping the festival circuit, which is kind of the signifier to show you that they're interested in award season. It kind of, you got to kind of, you know, glad hand, show it off, get some buzz, get it out in front of the, the voting public uh, by taking these movies and taking them to, you know, Cannes Film Festival, Venice, Telluride, Toronto, you know, all these notoriously big uh, award circuit festivals. And, you know, it looks like they're not going to do that. So, you know, is it because the rule changes with the Oscars or the, at least the Golden Globes to where they said that, you know, you don't need to be out in movie theaters. You could be a streaming film and still be up for award consideration. Is that the impetus behind this? I don't know, but I hope that it's not a signal that, you know, basically Netflix thinks we don't either a, we don't need to rush things to get these movies completed in a pandemic just to satisfy the festival circuit uh, or that they don't think these movies have the goods and, you know, maybe they're not going to go as hard after last year where they had all these nominations and only came home with, I think, two awards. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. But regardless, you always got to get up for a Spike Lee joint. So I'm really excited when that's going to drop on June 12th. Woke up at night. I heard floating chords. They guided me to the Highland Fjord. Above the clouds. On a mountain peak. And he began to speak 
And now for something completely different, <laughs> as you could just tell by the song that was just playing. The next one up is on June 26th, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Uh, the plot is when aspiring musicians Lars and Secret are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition, they finally have a chance to prove that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. That's all well and good. That's the plot of the film. But you know exactly what you're doing when you get to a movie like this after you hear the song in that trailer, that sneak peek that they put out online. This is just a, a you know a silly vehicle for Will Ferrell to kind of go nuts. I'm surprised that it's Rachel McAdams this time to go along for the ride. I mean, there's a ton of really good actors in this film, and I hope they have so much fun with it uh, for being a cool, corny, comedy summer film. Uh, The movie has Pierce Brosnan in it, Dan Stevens, uh, the singer Demi Lovato is in here, uh, it's directed by David Dobkin, who did Wedding Crashers, Fred Claus. Uh, he's also been a longtime music video director, so maybe that might lend to what this film is ultimately going to be. So he has comedic chops as well as the music video stuff. But let's face it, this is a Will Ferrell joint. The, the music video they put out is super strange and fun. And if you've ever seen clips of this song competition that actually exists, you know, is ripe to be, you know, taken behind the woodshed by someone like Will Ferrell with, you know, huge costumes, huge songs, bizarre lyrics, you know, the whole gamut. So let's just hope it's not, you know, something that, you know... <laughs> is part of the 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 worst stuff of Will Ferrell where you're like I laughed a few times but this is just way too far out for me and hope it kind of wrangles into being something just stupid fun like in an anchorman sense uh you know I'm hoping it's at least maybe just kind of like the feature length kind of crazy stuff like kind of the the bash brothers thing that lonely island did uh last year for them you know maybe it's kind of a follow-up to like hell we could do anything musically comedy if you have the right set of people involved uh so i'm definitely gonna check that one out uh we'll cover that one here uh for you know eurovision song contest the story of fire saga on june 26th But the next film is something a little more straightforward. It is also a comedy. Uh, In fact, it's going to kind of smack of something very reminiscent. The movie is called Desperados. Uh, It's out July 3rd. The movie centers around a panicked young woman with her reluctant friends in tow rushing to Mexico to try and delete a ranting email she sent to her new boyfriend. Now, when I first heard that, the first thing that came to mind is this the plot of Road Trip? Just kind of, sort of done a little more updated in terms of the tech. But you would think, like, it's an email. Like, don't they get sent and read pretty fast? Like, I don't know how a Road Trip centers around that, but I guess, you know, we'll we'll try to, try to get there and we'll try to see how they're going to do it. You know, a lot of names here for you to to dive into the movie stars Robbie Amell uh who is out 
uh, on Amazon Prime's upload right now, being the star of that. He's also worked for Netflix before by being in The Babysitter, that crazy movie that uh, is quite actually enjoyable. Uh, he was also uh, a small turn on CW's The Flash. You know, So he's got some pedigree. You also have some more familiar names with Heather Graham, uh, Anna Camp from the Pitch Perfect movies, and she was just in Netflix's The Lovebirds. Uh, and then it's kind of like a reunion of sorts for Nassim Pedrad uh, from SNL and Lamorne Morris, who was Winston on New Girl for Fox. And he and Pedrad dated on the show. So it's kind of, I think they might be an item in the movie as well. So it's kind of a cool thing. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, Lamorne Morris was also a late substitution. Like he substituted somebody who was originally attached to the film. So it's kind of a cool story to kind of see them get back together in some fashion. You know, obviously different characters, different situations. But I thought they made a pretty fun couple when they were on New Girl. So maybe it'll add some more intrigue to, you know, uh, a title like this where I said, you know, the plot is kind of like a little bit old hat. So, you know, if you're going to try to make me entertain, you better bring a cool cast, a uh, bunch of crazy stuff. So, you know, I'm in for it for right now. Uh, no trailer as of yet, but we'll see on July 3rd if Desperados has the goods. Who are you? You can call me Andy. I lead a group of soldiers. Fighters like you. With an extremely rare skill set. What do you mean? Mother? Let's just say we're very hard to kill. You've got questions, kid. You want answers? I have the new one. And? I think she has potential. <laughs> See, you're already healing faster. You're gonna do great. So you good guys or bad guys? Depends on the century. So we really never die. Just because we keep living doesn't mean we stop burning. <laughs> Throughout history, we've protected this world, fighting in the shadows. But it's nearly impossible to disappear in the world we live in today. She'll like me to take one for you. Oh, thank you so much. There you go. Thank you. These are extraordinary individuals. They are extremely resistant to capture. They're going to lock us up and weaponize us. But they've never faced an army like ours. An army of five. Shit, let's start a band. If we can unlock their genetic code, the entire world will be begging us for the key. You shouldn't have done that. We don't have all the answers. But we do have purpose. I strongly recommend that we leave right now. 
Wait for the signal. How the hell can you even tell? Oh. I'm gonna keep popping fun and all that. All right, that was the first trailer for The Old Guard, which comes out on July 10th. It is also, uh, just like The Last Days of American Crime, it is based on a comic book of the same name. It centers around uh, a warrior named Andy, played by Charlize Theron, who leads a covert group of tight-knit mercenaries with a mysterious inability to die. They fight to protect the mortal world for centuries. But when the team is recruited to take on an emergency mission and their extraordinary abilities are suddenly exposed, it's up to Andy and Niall, who I believe is a new soldier recruit to join their ranks, to help the group eliminate the threat of those who seek to replicate and monetize their powers by any means. And so, you know, you got Charlize Theron, who's been doing a bunch of action stuff in recent years with... Mad Max Fury Road and Atomic Blonde, you know, she's she's getting into that, you know, she goes back and forth between kind of doing these more uh, mid-budget kind of either comedies like The Long Shot or Young Adult or something of that nature, and then kind of going back and forth between that and doing the action, you know, kick-ass type roles where she's flying all over the place. So, you know, this is her coming back to that. Um, and you know, it's based on a comic book. So, you know, two titles that based on a comic book, uh, just for the summertime, you know, Netflix is kind of throwing up the signal. Like we're in, we're in for the big game action stuff. We're in for the comic book. We're going to try to hit the trends and we're going to see where it goes. You know, and obviously Charlize Theron, that's big time, uh, you know, name right there as far as a popular name that hasn't been on the platform before. And they're also going to get, you know, kind of some some swell here with, you know, being a female-led comic book movie and with a female director at the helm as well. So you got uh, the film is directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood, who directed Love and Basketball and The Secret Life of Bees. Obviously, those movies are not exactly comic book films. Uh, she's directed one episode of Cloak and Dagger, the Marvel show. Uh, that was out on television uh, up until recently. I think it might be canceled, uh, but I, I I forgot. I didn't really bite into that one, though I am a comic book nerd. Uh, but I wasn't really into that one as a TV show, as a thought. I'll probably get around to it at some point, but that's not the point. So, but <laughs> this movie, you know, you got a person who you know has some chops as a director but hasn't done a ton of like action stuff or comic booky stuff. So this will be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, the, the cast isn't super deep past Charlize Theron in terms of names. You have Chiwetel Ejiofor uh, from 12 Years a Slave, Doctor Strange, Love Actually, and The Martian. You know, so you got you know, a guy who you got two Academy Award nominated people uh, or Academy Award winning, I think, uh, in Charlize's case. I forget whether she, she won for Monster. Uh, so, you know, you have you know some kind of pedigree and star power up front, not a lot of depth behind it. We'll see if, you know, Netflix has, you know, this... I mean, with Extraction, all they really had was Hemsworth, and then everybody else kind of just falls in line, but that was super popular 
for for them. I mean, Spencer Confidential, they only really had kind of a, a two two to three man thing going on there as well and kind of filled out the roster from there. So, you know, you have some of these action films that they're going to try to and, and we talked about the the first movie, the the last days of American crime that basically has Edgar Ramirez and a bunch of others that are kind of lesser names to this point. So, you know, they're going to take some swings. They're going to try to lure you in with the comic book thought and they'll try to put the stars up front and just try to sell it to you and in a in a summer where it's it's notable that this movie The Old Guard comes out on July 10th. So, this is I believe the week right before hypothetically Tenant Christopher Nolan's, uh, you know, sci-fi action thriller uh, would come out to kind of kick off the the out, you know, out in theaters version of the summer movie season. So, you know, this is kind of trying to like take. It's not going to take its lunch, but say it gets pushed back. You know, Tenet gets pushed back. Maybe this one can get some kind of hype as that last film before maybe theaters really start to get cooking or even start to try to do it so this is a good movie for netflix to try to like keep people on the hook up until that point and we'll see if they stick the landing All right, so the next one we've already kind of you know laid the groundwork for this one, or at least started it up back in the summer of 2018. This movie uh, was one of the first films to kind of kick off their summer, uh, The Kissing Booth, and here we are with the sequel, The Kissing Booth Two, coming out on July 24th. Uh, it's actually you know the first movie was based on a book, and the the book sequel, The Kissing Booth Two, Going the Distance, uh, is the background or the source material for this film and it'll you know just be another continuation of the love triangle dynamic that they set up in the first film of l played by joey king who if you didn't see the kissing booth you may have seen her in Slenderman or the conjuring and the brothers flynn noah and lee everyone is back for this movie uh it's all the same cast it's written and directed by Vince Marcello, who wrote and directed the first one. You even have Molly Ringwald back uh, because she played the mother of the Flynn brothers uh, in the first film. So, you know, if if it's anything like the To All the Boys uh, series, you know, where they're basing those on the books and, and kind of trying to, you know, see this continuation. I don't know how many Kissing Booth books there are. And trust me, the Kissing Booth was nothing like to all the boys I've loved before uh, in terms of quality. Uh, the first to all the boys I loved before is one of the, the better rom-coms on the whole platform on Netflix right now. And I, it deserved the sequel, the kissing booth uh, sequel. It, it was very popular. Um, obviously it's probably hitting with a much younger audience. Maybe. Uh, or then or at least people who are not me i watched the kissing booth uh just because i was doing we did our rom-com panel episode a while back and you know this one i didn't talk about it too much because it's 
kind of cheesy and not really all that good. Uh, Joey King is going to be a star. Uh, you know, she's good. She's, you know, a very charismatic and, you know, attractive young woman who, you know, kind of almost fits that kind of Rory Gilmore mold, uh, you know, kind of looking like that Alexis Bledel clone. Uh, so, you know, she could go far and obviously this is how things are going to start. I mean, Lana Condor got a lot from the to all the boys series and, you know, we'll see where all that goes and, you know, we'll find out whether the kissing booth, uh, is going to be a bigger franchise or if this is kind of the end of the road after it drops on July 24th. And the last film we have here is, uh, a movie that there's not a ton of information on. Uh, we're just starting to get some of uh, the plot details and cast details for, for this film. It's kind of been under wraps a little bit, which is weird because it's been in development for years. Uh, the movie is tentatively titled, I don't know if it's set in stone, but it's called Project Power. Uh, it's set during a destructive drug epidemic where it gets more interesting when it turns out that the drugs give people unpredictable superpowers. So, you know, it's a sci-fi action thriller, and here we go again with some kind of superpower thing. I don't believe that this is based on any kind of comic book source material, but, you know, you got three movies here, one in June, uh, one in July, and one in August that all kind of either come from a background of, like, comic books or graphic novel stuff, or just diving into a superhero uh, or superpower type thing throughout. So, you know, Netflix is going headfirst into a summer of trying to these grab you action films. And this one, you know, the playbook is still there trying to get uh, some star power because the two leads in this movie are Joseph Gordon Levitt, who is obviously you know, not shy to either sci-fi action thrillers or comic book stuff as he was in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And he was also in uh, Looper, which is a really cool sci-fi action thriller with Bruce Willis. So you have him and Jamie Foxx. Uh, so, you know, Jamie Foxx has been in some action films over the years or some you know, kind of more interesting, you know, crime action stuff, like maybe like a collateral or something like that. So we'll see uh, how this goes. It's directed by Henry Yost and Ariel Schulman, uh, who did Paranormal Activity 3. You know, I have I didn't follow the series that far along to know whether that movie was any good. But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, Netflix is really doing, trying to do a blockbuster summer and while also, you know, sprinkling in some rom-com stuff, um, some uh, an Oscar level film, so it's going to be a very interesting summer. And they also have, you know, some some documentaries that are going to come out uh, that are also going to be of note. I know I wrote down at one point, uh, Athlete A, which is, comes out on June twenty fourth. Uh, that is about the USA Gymnastics doctor, Larry Nasser's abuse of the gymnastics team uh, players. So, you know, there's going to be some high-profile stuff even in the nonfiction segment of it. So 
that's that's your summer guys that's all they have released right now but i think there's a ton of stuff here to to get into you know a lot of stars a lot of pedigree a lot of you know cool stuff to do and especially you know say for instance if tenet gets moved back to the wonder woman slot which there's kind of rumors all over the place that you know mid-july is not going to be you know late enough uh for the theaters to get ready for for the states to be ready to open movie theaters uh, or enough movie theaters across the country to put out a movie like Tenant. So if you're looking to trying to fill that big time summer blockbuster movie void, if Tenant gets pushed back to you know mid to late August, I mean you know there's a few here that we're we're gonna get into, and you know the Five Bloods, uh, you know hopefully is going to be good enough to kind of, you know, kick off that Oscar season to kind of give us something to talk about, you know, June outside of Netflix, you know, you have things like, uh, the King of Staten Island, uh, you know, to, to, to bring in some of the, the possible Oscar thoughts as well, you know, so, you know, slowly but surely we're starting all as cinephiles get something to chew on and Netflix is going to bring you a lot of the things that typically, studios put out in the summertime so let's hope that we get some some jewels here that we get some pretty cool stuff to work with um and you know here's to the summer guys stay tuned to the nomcast stay tuned to us subscribe now if you don't already and be sure to follow us because we're going to try to get as many of these movies out uh to you guys to kind of curate you know what you can watch this summer what's good, what's bad, what, you know, what's in between, you know, what, what is, what is this summer look like in a pandemic summer where we don't know whether we can go to the movie theaters is Netflix the only option? Uh, you know, so we're going to find out and I hope you guys come back, uh, every week for us to unfold this mystery of a summer. Uh, so thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. (laughs) 